I'll read from Daniel chapter 9 and verse 17. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. Again, now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. I would uh, want to provide a very brief summary of what can be called an explanation of this verse and as much as it relates relates to our personal lives as much as it directly speaks to us as individuals who would consider together and see how much wisdom and help we can glean glean from god by reason of exposure to this verse of scripture and uh, a few things i would want to point out very quickly Uh, and i do trust that god himself will permit some communications onto our spirit and would cause us to hear all that he wants us to hear that we might put everything in proper perspective and be more responsible as servants in God's kingdom. Uh, You see here that obviously there's a prayer and there's a supplication. There is someone that is crying to God for a change. There is someone that is crying to God for the elimination of desolation, for the removal of, of, of the elements of death and emptiness and if we are diligent enough to pay attention to our personal individual lives as it relates with us you discover that indeed we are uh, can be called or are the temple of the holy ghost and by so saying we are the sanctuary of God and when the, the 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 prophet and when the servant of God the servant of God pays serious attention to the sanctuary discovered that it is desolate and it only became desolate because God used to shine his face upon the sanctuary but no more does God do that so God's no longer paying so much attention to the sanctuary, not because he doesn't want to pay attention to it, but because um, something has happened to this sanctuary and the sanctuary has opened the doors to desolation. And uh, we, we would see that it is not God's fault that God looks and shines his face no longer upon the sanctuary. It is because somehow the sanctuary lost touch with God uh, the sacrifices started to dwindle, the oblations started to disappear, the prayers started to reduce, the sincerity of the people started to wane, the frequency of visitation started to, to, to go down, and in all, the fire started to go off from off the altar, and once the fire goes off from the altar, is a very clear sign that the, the inhabitant of the sanctuary is already departed. 
and when the one for which the sanctuary was made is no longer present in the sanctuary and then he changes location the sanctuary no longer becomes a place of rest to him then he has no reason to cause his face to shine upon that sanctuary anymore because the sanctuary is not providing or serving its function as it ought to and as much as it does not do this there is no serious demand upon the one whose face to shine to continue to shine his face upon the sanctuary so you see presently our personal individual lives many things are not are not the way they ought to be and it's very easy to point the blaming finger at god and then you say god you said that you never leave me nor forsake me you said you would never do this you said you would never do that you said you'll be with me always you said you will take care of me and all sorts of you said that we can present but then you see that in the end it's still all about the ability of the sanctuary to cause the face of god to perpetually shine otherwise uh if god is not able to shine his face or if god no longer shines his face upon the sanctuary the sanctuary definitely cannot escape desolation because it is god that keeps the darkness away it's the light that keeps the evil away and when the light shine not when the light not present darkness definitely will take over today so we're looking like darkness is the one in charge of your present life if it looks like darkness is having a few day in your life and there's no proper defense for your destiny everything is looking bleak and not unexplainable everything is looking so confusing there is no no succor there is no help you're praying and it seems as though the prayers are not answered it's simply because god's not shining his face upon a sanctuary called you and still yet the only way god cause his face to shine upon your sanctuary again is still not for the sake of the sanctuary now but it will be if the lord would shine his face again then it would be for the lord's sake so now the sanctuary is crying out or the the priests and the 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 gleaners from the sanctuary they are crying out and then they are saying god shine your face again do not leave us alone and maybe that is your cry when will you answer me when will you hear me and you are crying for the sake of your affliction you are crying just for the sake of desolation that desolation might be brought to an end god's not under any serious obligation again i say to hear that prayer if the prayer be not for his own sake so it still has to be for the lord's sake so in the end what does god stand to gain those are the things you tell him what 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 advantage would the restoration of glory would his face shining again upon the sanctuary bring to him so if you are not able to tell him what advantage he stands to gain then it's just as good as you are not yet making any prayers yet it's just as good as there are no supplications rising yet there's no oblation rising there's no incense ascending it's just as good as that so until the day you are able to say oh god 
for your name's sake for the lord's sake and present it as logically and as simply as possible until you are able to do that then you have not yet been able to attract the face and the attention of god and you will shed tears for long still yet god's attention will not be paid to you you will cry for long still yet it will seem as though god is partial and wicked with the the class of attention that he pays to different sanctuaries it will still seem yet as though god is partial in jurisdictional matters it will still seem yet that god has favorites well you may say that and you may also choose not to say that because it is not about the sanctuary it's about god it's about the lord it's about the kingdom of our god it's about the advantage that god claims is advantage about the advantage and the benefits that accrues to the name of the lord in the end so if you cannot speak in god's terms then you cannot secure the face of god so i would advise you wipe your tears do a little bit of research and carry the proper burdens of god and talk as though god speaks so speak from god's perspective if you are able to do this then you should be able to secure the face of god now this is why you have lasted so long in your problems this is why you have lasted so long in your aches in the burdens that you carry about personally that you ought not to be carrying is because you are still making the problem your own you have not managed to make it the lord's problem so make it the lord's problem let god see what he stands to gain when he takes that problem away when he's able to see that then his face will shine upon you again all the problems and burdens that you carry about and seems so heavy for you and you're wanting somebody to carry it with you and for you and then if nobody is present then the person becomes your enemy and then you pull away and then you 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 no longer want to pay attention uh well there is no guarantee that uh man would always be there for you so then let it be that your gaze and your focus is upon god and as much as you are able to do this i'm satisfied and i'm sure very sure that god also is satisfied this is not to absolve man of any definite or crucial responsibility it is to make god or make you more responsible to god in as much as you are able to make your problems god's problems then god will take care of it and his face will shine upon you again so i pray for you this morning in the name of my god that the lord god in heaven would give you the wisdom to make your problems his own and in the name of our god desolation will become a thing of the past in your life i speak upon your life this day 
that desolation and every element of darkness and wickedness would expire and be expunged out of your life by the hand of God and your life will know rest and peace in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you Father in Jesus most beautiful name we have prayed. Amen. constantly recruiting and they are expanding their territory and not just their territory they are also expanding their influence in their territory on daily basis so as each day passes the devil is making desperate attempts and i can assure you that in many regards he's getting his results to expand this influence upon the lives of people and that is why there are all sorts of all sorts of habits and uh, systems by which the souls of men are trapped uh, I do earnestly pray that you will not be entrapped in the name of Jesus uh, sadly this is the world that we have found ourselves and uh, this is where we are domiciled uh, but in as much as we are here it's not Expected, if you can hear my voice, that you are in bondage to the system of this world because uh, we are told that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We are a special people in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Uh, we are also uh, made to understand that we are called for a reason and uh, we are supposed to. Be a different breed 
and in as much as god calls us a different breed and indeed we are expected to be a different breed and then there's a calling to a difference that is placed upon our life number one we do not have any business anymore with the enemy so we are no longer in his camp we no longer belong to his clan and if this is true that we do not belong anymore to the camp of the enemy and do not belong anymore to a place of darkness if this is true then it means that we have decamped because in as much as you are a human and you are in this world and then you are giving birth to this uh, default system of the adamic nature that has been transferred to you so by that you have by default been enlisted in the camp of darkness except until you make a decision and then you renounce the adamic nature so if you have not renounced the adamic nature you definitely are still in the camp of the enemy so and uh, in as much as we are no longer in the camp of the enemy we have now become enemies with the enemy <laughs> so we have now become we have not we are now in the camp of the of the of 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 light we are now in the camp that the enemy is fighting against and if he is fighting against and then we are now living in his territory so to say on earth uh, there need to be a system of preservation there actually needs to be an advantage and uh, if we are to survive there need to be a system that has been put in place for our survival so god our father in his in the in the in the magnanimity of his love has put systems in place for our survival and beyond systems he has given us individual and personal armory to keep us safe in the face of warfare so warfare is continuous and is ever raging but we must survive we must survive that posterity might 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 benefit from that which god is doing and has determined to do through the ages so we must survive and for our survival we need some gadgets and pieces of equipment and that is why we are uh, considering what we want to consider this morning and that is why we are looking at um, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and in verse 17 because uh, a question was asked uh, how what do we understand by the word of God and how does it work that is the word of God the sword of the spirit so uh, let me in isolation read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 then uh, I'll pass a few comments then I'll read the passage again but now in a much more broader context uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God so uh, we want to uh, we want to consider that and make an attempt to answer the question make an attempt to answer the question um, before before I continue to or before I pass any serious comment uh, I want to say 
that um, um, year we are presented or presented to us we have a system of survival in the shape of the of the of the gadget and the armory that God God provides so from verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 6 you'll be reading um, you'll be seeing the believers armor the armor of the believer and even before that you see why the armor is necessary you read from verse from verse 11 you see why the armor is necessary if you check from verse 10 you would see clearly that you are it just there's a situation there that is placing a demand on strength finally my brethren verse 10 Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might so strength is required and your dependence on the power of his might is also required for your survival so that's the system that is a system there be strong in the Lord so you need to actually be strong you choose to be strong and you are strong by the ability and the might of God that God provides for you so uh, not today we will talk about that verse 11 put on the whole armor of God so why why do you put on the whole armor of God why that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil so you cannot stand without the armor um, that is why it's dangerous to make empty confessions it's dangerous to say things for which you are not prepared and claim to be who you are not dangerous it's a wild venture it's a wild venture and most often than not many persons who make those outrageous claims without having any substance in them most likely are not going to survive the onslaught that will come against their life because the enemy is always fighting that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy so never a time does the enemy go on break there is always a, 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 a an attack from somewhere and just in case a section of your body is attacked for which you are not covered then that is the very area from which you will lose virtue and suffer loss so put on the old armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wealth of the enemy and verse 12 you see there now who are these enemies that you fight against for we wrestle not against flesh and blood so it don't it's not a man so to say it's not flesh and blood but against what principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places so this is the business that we have to do we have to contend we have to fight we have to resist and we need to always find a way to make sure that at the end of the day we are standing if you put on the old armor of god you will stand against the wiles of the devil so if a christian is defeated go check the christian's armor uh, armor 
has been breached the armor as is 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 it's not on it's not on if god is the one that is giving the equipping then it can be trusted and if you suffer loss in any regard it's simply because you neglected the use of the gadget that is to protect you in that area so we want to consider section by section now verse 13 wherefore there is a Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 wherefore take unto you the old armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness you see there the list has started and your feet short with the preparation of the gospel of peace you see there the list continues verse 16 above all you see now taking the shield of faith so faith there is another equipping and it's a shield it's a shield and then wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked so every all of these gadgets and equipments have their functions they have the roles that they play and the functions they serve in verse 17 which is where we are going to so we then quickly see what why verse 17 becomes necessary and take the element of salvation yes the element of salvation so if your salvation is not intact you suffer loss and injury and loss of virtue from your head region and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god the sword of the spirit the sword of the spirit so the sword of the spirit is what we want to answer the question about what is it and here already the question has started to receive some clarification the sword of the spirit which is the word of god which is the word of god the word of god here is uh, the written word the written word what what has been written for us so um we will pay attention to that because the spirit always acts in harmony with the written word of god and uh, the word of god should be quoted in times of temptation and if you are able to do this and your spirit is involved it will cut asunder and waste all the snares of the enemy so uh there's more to it because we would consider and read two most passages of scripture talking about the word talking about the word of god um um the sword of the spirit uh and the word of god god says it is powerful and then it carries enough power to damage the devil uh, here in itself is something worth considering, something worth studying. Here we have something that is worth our time. And if you read from uh, Hebrews chapter 4, in verse 12, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, uh, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword 
piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart so in the last section of the word there is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart so if you want to know the thoughts and intents of the heart consider the word of god that is of the heart of man consider the word of god so that in itself is another consideration for uh, a later time uh, but here we need to see that the word of God is quick, it's powerful, and it does a number of functions. Yeah. Uh, while that is true, we will also see in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. Okay, backtrack to verse 10 because I want to read these two verses, show you something about the word of God. So, verse uh, 10. Isaiah chapter 55 in verse 10 For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it break forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater So here we want to do some comparison the word of God compared with the rain that cometh down the rain comes down and it doesn't float back up it prospers on earth before it goes back and makes its round again so it it, it 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 it's like the rain so says the word of god it's like the snow from heaven it waters the earth it does its work it does its function before it can it can make its round again and then in verse 11 so now there's the comparison the word so is the comparison so comparing the word of God with the rain and with the snow. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. So the word of God, I made a statement earlier that the word of God carries enough power to scatter the onslaught of the enemy. So yeah, this is how it works. So shall it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please. So if the word is comes from God, clearly it comes with power, enough power to, to, to get the result that it needs, the word in itself. So this is why you need to have the word of God with you every time because the word of God carries power. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a backing. If it comes from God, it comes with power. So that is how it works. If it comes from God, it comes with power. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So if God speaks, it goes with power, and when it goes with power, it doesn't matter what your position is, the word comes with power. So it doesn't matter what the resistance is, so to say, the word comes with power substantial power power that is above every power power heavy deep thick and deep is the class that the word of god comes with if the word of a man can accomplish results how much more the word of god the god of the whole universe so i assure you in the name of our god that the word of god is powerful the word of god carries enough power and it will accomplish everything everything for which it has been sent 
to accomplish so if it's the word of god it comes with power now here is why you need to actually acquaint yourself with the word of god acquaint yourself with the word of god so when challenges and problems comes your way complaint can never and will never help that 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 um, um sorrowful and and comportment and gate of bitterness is not going to get you any tangible result it will not it never does what does is the word of god so if you can speak the word of god into the situation into the into the onslaughts that the enemy is bringing and then you use the word to cut asunder you pierce you cut you divide in as much as it's the word of god that you speak into the situation it will accomplish because it's not about you it's about the word and the integrity of the word that god speaks it always comes with power it always comes with power so the question again is how does it work so this is how it works the word of god what do we understand by it this is the words that god speak the written word of god the one that has already god has already spoken he has released it and it is floating around with power so there's so much power in the atmosphere there's so much power in the vicinity there's so much power where you are right now if only you can latch on to the word of god and use the word of god for that prevailing situation in your life if you can hold on to the word and utilize it effectively you will get the result that is so required for your life and for your destiny but if you're not seeing the results it's simply an obvious pointer to the fact that most likely the word of god is not in full use concerning your life utilize the power that is already available you do not need to generate the new set of power while you yet have to but for the word of god all you need to do is to believe that it carries power and speak it into the very situation you will get your result proverbs chapter 5 verse 23 tells us that a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season how good is it so in the season of that problem speak the word and you will see that it is so good to speak the word so you will have joy by what you say and the word that you speak in due season very good um, actually presently i'm working on a book uh and the book uh well i've not concluded on the on the title yet but work has begun why you may never make it why you may never make it uh now that's not supposed to be uh <laughs> that's not supposed to be a curse it's just the truth it's just the truth um and the content of the books as simply as it is you are lazy procrastinate every time you sleep too much you are not working on yourself and you hate reading excuse me excuse me sir excuse me ma you may never make it i i i don't see you making it if i just defined you i don't see you making it you don't take action you, you, you may never 
make it so and then lastly the most important one is and you hate reading you hate reading you hate reading if you hate reading most likely you will never make it you will not maximize potential if you hate reading reading as a way of of taking you to the past and still giving you a glimpse of the future to come so if you cannot read and now in this case especially the word of god you you not have access to advantage you will not have access to tangible information you will not have access to power they say knowledge is power well the applied one but then what do you know at all so you are not a one that pays attention to the word of god you don't read you don't study you don't doesn't move you you are not bothered you definitely are going to remain weak poor famished marginalized all the days of your life i pray that it will not be you but there is no escape you don't escape by amen you escape by exposing yourself to the word of god so in the name of the lord expose yourself do the necessary things take the tangible steps latch on to the beautiful offer of the word that god has provided and the way it works is it works by putting this word in your spirit and knowing when and how to speak the word and if you speak it in due season you will find that the word is good the word is good so the way it works is that the, the power has been attached to it already so of itself it will execute if only you know in what season to speak if only you know in what season to speak if you know in what season to speak it's going to work so um this is a very brief uh overview of of the topic being considered and and i do trust that we will we will do our very best we do our very best to acquaint ourselves with the word so i want to believe that at other times we we'll still consider other sections of the amory but today we are considering the word and in light of this that you have just considered i would want you to list out 10 10 conditions or things that may beset the life of a man list out 10 of them and after that you have listed out those 10 you are going to suggest what word to speak in that season so we say that you are you are you are facing health challenges what word can you speak in that season because the word has power believe believe the word has power and the word has power it will accomplish what god has sent it to so what word has god sent into your health to help you accomplish soundness of soul spirit and body what word has god sent into your finances to help you attain a state of health in your finances so all sort of um, aspects and issues of life list 10 of them after that you have listed 10 of them now 
you will take your time to meditate to be able to list out these things and if you if you feel like passing the short route you can go online but at the end of the day the researcher in you will remain dormant and follow so you suggest 10 ways and suggest 10 appropriate verses of scriptures to that will go in tandem with that situation that is prevailing this is our task for this podcast so do well to do well to go through it and uh, execute ruthlessly uh, i would be um, giving us further details on the group god bless you abundantly